the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. play a little bit it's ronnie wood's birthday ronnie wood who joined the stones in the 70s he was not an original member but he came on he came on strong he came on big he's 75 years old keith and mick are his senior by i think another three years and uh there will be some time this summer when uh this person will be departing the shores of the united states of america and heading to europe where the Stones will be playing uh, to celebrate 60 years. That's correct. 60 years since they started playing together as a band, which is pretty cool. I mean, 60 years, that's, that's like, you know, 10 years younger than Joni. Oh! Oh, sorry. It's a big, it's a Joan Pel, it's a big Joan, it's a big Joan Pelzer day. You know why? Because here in the studio, not only do we have Sam Bellino, not only do we have Joe Sibilia, the host of the Friars Club podcast, as well as the secret sauce behind the Piscopo in the Morning Show, but we have Nicole. Now, she's, she's kind of like Madonna. She just goes by one word, Nicole. And she happens to know our executive producer. Is that her title, uh, Sam Bolin? You're, yeah, ch- you're chief I, of I operations. So. Although exactly. she asks you for all the guests and all the phone yeah, numbers. Yeah, I right? gotta throw her a right. bone every now and then. But he, 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 whoa, this is a child friendly, <laughs> so child friendly show here, bro. Her parents are listening here, Joan, uh, uh, Sam Bellino. But Nicole, um, how do you know Joan? How long do you know her? <laughs> Just tell us how long you know. It's a simple question. Nineteen eighty. What a great year it was! The year of the Beastie Boys, Broad Bar and Idala, two guys from the six eight precinct. Um, so we're having a little bit of fun on a, on a day that's like if you look at the cover of the newspapers, it's it's horrible, horrible. Um, in a couple of minutes, I think Imran is going to call in. Of course, he's late. Um, but what else is new? I mean, the kid's going to be late to his own funeral 100 years from now. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about this um, Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp thing. And I, I feel obligated as a lawyer to um, discuss it and at least address it. I could give a rat's behind about this case, considering what's going on, not only in this city, but in the United States of America right now. There are things that are so much more important uh, I, I'm not saying, you know, there's, there's not a significant degree of precedent that this sets. Uh, you know, she wrote, my, I know very little about the facts, but Imran can help us out. 
when he calls in. You believe this guy? I, no, I know. I, I But, Joan, when you say you printed me the facts, you print me a one-page summary. Imran's been watching it every day because he's on court TV and he's all over the place. I, I, I don't want to deal with this stuff um, because, like, listen, here's why it's important. She wrote some op-ed piece um, in the Washington Post basically calling herself a domestic violence um, abused person. And he said that's absolutely nonsense. And so he sued her for defamation. And she won a little bit of money, but he won a ton of money in the verdict that was handed down today. Um, so maybe it'll have a slightly chilling effect on people before they decide to make false claims and false accusations. Um, because it, it, obviously the jury, truth is an absolute uh, is an absolute defense. So if the jury found that in fact she was a survivor of a domestic abusive situation, he would get no money. But because they didn't find that she was suffering from at the hands of Johnny Depp, uh, now they didn't give her a ton of money. They gave her two million dollars. They gave him fifteen million dollars. Uh, what that's all about, like how they broke that down. Eventually, Imran is supposed to call in. Now, you guys all know Imran, besides being my partner, besides being my brother from another mother, besides being the guy who's being disrespectful right now for not calling in. Um, he's also on every Thursday night with Kevin McCullough. Uh, he filled in that my little spot that I used to play uh, there, play with there with, with Kevin talking about everything that's going on in the law. Um, what I what I was avoiding today was the cover of all three newspapers, the, the Times and the Daily News and the Post, that all have various photos of coffins of little kids, little innocent kids who did nothing but go to school that day. Um, and, you know, Joan told me, she's like, oh, you know, um, we uh, they made specialized coffins for each kid, like depending on what they were into, who's into Superman and who's into Hello Kitty and uh, like... I can't wrap my brain around that. And, you know, and then the Buffalo guy, let me just see. He was just, um, they just announced his indictment. Um, he hasn't been in front of the the court yet, but he's been indicted, which is, should be a shock to nobody uh, that he was going to be indicted. 25 counts, a series of charges, 10 counts each of first degree murder, second degree murder as a hate crime, three counts of Three counts of attempted murder as a hate crime. One count of a domestic act of terrorism and criminal possession of a weapon. Um, you know, it's uh, Buffalo, Texas, New York City. That's why right now, at least in my uh, my world, that's why Amber Heard. Um, hold on. Look at this. Uh, boom. I'm going to do something like this. Let's see. Um, Imran just called or just texted me. Oh. Yeah, that's what you hear when you call Imran. Um, he totally forgot. Anyway, um, Buffalo cannot happen again. Texas cannot happen again. A guy sitting on the subway at 11 o'clock, 1130 in the morning, on a Sunday morning, church time in my world, in Canal Street, like we got this. this that's why I'm Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah, okay. Sure, you know, you're talking about multi-million dollar people and, and living a, an extravagant lifestyle. Um, okay, I, it's somewhat of an important case. It's not in the same league. It's not the same sport. It's not the same anything compared to these little kids. And then the, our, our little 11-year-old friend 
who got hit with the random bullet two weeks ago. Like, and, and here's this thing. Like, we're not talking about that anymore. I, I get it. We need to talk about Ukraine. That affects all of us. I'm watching gas prices go through the roof. That affects all of us. People who are on a tight, fixed budget, that affects them because of the gas prices. If you have a certain budget that you have to live with your significant other and your children and there's tuitions and there's tutoring and there's trumpet lessons and there's the rent and there's the grocery bills. And all of a sudden, your monthly gas bill goes up by an extra $100 or plus that you, you see that. That means, you know, Geraldo and I had a conversation. I said, what do you think is going to be the biggest issue uh, in the upcoming elections? Is it going to be the Roe v. Wade case uh, or is it going to be the economy and the gas prices? And he said, oh, definitely it's going to be abortion. I said, no, definitely not. Definitely not. And here's why. Because so many people around the country, uh, the majority of people in the United States of America are on some sort of fixed budget. And when something happens so fast, so fast, I mean, we'll look at what the gas prices were in January and what they are now and how they shot through the roof. That has a, a tremendous effect. Look, I'm driving a Fiat 500. My wife calls it the clown car. It looks like a little, little car that, you know, um, a whole bunch of people would come out of. It gets you know almost 30 miles to the gallon. And it's got a little sport button on it, which means it goes a little faster. It's a little louder. It handles a little better. But you get a lot less gas mileage. When I first got the car two months ago, I was using that button all the time. Now I'm not using it. And I mean, I'm not going to say I'm in a position where I'm living like paycheck to paycheck, but um, I, I don't look, I don't want to spend any more money than I need to. So um, the bottom line is, I think the economy is a big issue that we need to talk about. People getting killed in the Ukraine is a big issue that we need to talk about. Um but I think there's a lot of other stories. Look, the Michael Sussman thing. Oh, the, oh, he lied to the FBI when he went in and he said he was a citizen and he wasn't a citizen. Uh, and he was actually acting as, as Hillary Clinton's lawyer, not as an independent person, when he spoke to the FBI and told them, oh, I think Trump and Russia have something to do with each other. Um, OK, he was acquitted today, uh, yesterday, whatever it was. Um, you know, it's it's uh, a verdict. There's a special prosecutor appointed. He has to bring the case in the jurisdiction where the crime took place, which is Washington, D.C. So you have a Democratic lawyer who's uh, up against a prosecutor appointed by the Trump administration. They did some special paperwork so that he remained in as special counsel after the um, the Trump administration left office. This is the first case that he brought that he brought. And, uh, you know, it's an acquittal. They found he was found not guilty. He kind of saw that coming because he even decided not to testify, um, which is, you know, was a a bit of a risky move because he's supposed to go up there and kind of look at the jurors and say, listen, I saw things I didn't like. I went to the FBI to tell them that what I didn't like. And um, the jury said, you know what? We believe him that he wasn't acting on Hillary Clinton's behalf. So but is that such an important case? No. Stopping violence, stopping innocent children to being being killed, that's what matters. We're going to have Dr. Nina Agrawal, who was on last week, and Dr. Keith Ablo, who was on last week. They had very different sides of the argument. Um, they're going to be on together, and we're going to have a, a spirited debate. We'll be right back. All right. Before we talk about, before we have a spirited debate, Let's talk about something that is not debatable, that if you don't have your affairs in order at this point, after listening to me talk to you about this for six months almost, almost six months, I've been stressed out 
telling you guys you got to go see Connors and Sullivan. Well, now you can go see them on Monday, June 27th at Buckley's in Marine Park, Brooklyn, New York. They have two sessions, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. On Tuesday, June 28th at Connolly's Corner in Maspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. On Wednesday, June 29th at the Greenhouse Cafe in Bay Ridge, they have three sessions there, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. And the Greenhouse Cafe is a great venue. I've been there myself. And Thursday, June 30th at the Adria Hotel in Bayside at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Connors and Sullivan will give you a free seminar. They'll answer all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. If you can't make it to any of these free seminars, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free appointment. That's 718-238-6500. And as Mike Connors always says, folks, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 863 Live and local at 111 Broadway, AM 970, The Answer. This is Arthur Idala. And if you look at all of these tragedies uh, that have taken place, you know, I, I spoke about the 11-year-old who was shot randomly uh, by, you know, a, a random bullet. It wasn't, she wasn't the target, but she got, it, that was by teenagers. You want to talk about Buffalo? You want to talk about Texas? These are all young, young, very young people killing innocent innocent young people um, or or poor people who are just in a shopping mall and they happen to be a particular color that someone doesn't like. But the perpetrators are all youngsters. And um, I was very fortunate last week to have Dr. Nina Agrawal on 
already planned to have her on the day of the actual shootings in Texas. And then the next day I called my friend, Dr. Keith Ablo, to discuss this. And um, both of you who uh, are very respected in your own fields have a little bit of a, a different take on all of this. Um, Dr. Keith, I did, I did get a lot of comments about uh, our back and forth. Um, you know, you and I know how to bring it when we need to bring it. Um, and Dr. Nina, obviously, the day that you were on, we were all just in shock. You know, my first and foremost point is we can't just let this fade away and just let it be like, oh, it's just another thing. You know, when 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 baseball teams or basketball teams, when they lose, uh, you know, the, the coaches or the managers, they, you know, they always say, you know, you can't get used to it. You lost five games in a row. This can't become the new norm. And it's same the same here. So, um, Dr. Keith. I'm going to just start with you Um, without arming teachers in the classroom. How do we go about identifying and targeting the people who who are committing these crimes to prevent the crimes so that the the teachers never have to worry about being armed so that the schools don't have to worry about being locked down? Because you could correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, but you and I are around the same age. When I was five, six, seven, eight years old, I don't remember this this stuff happening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember people running into schools and executing 20 students uh, at a time. So what do we do in 2022 to say we're not going to take this anymore and we're going to stop it before it happens? Uh, well, thanks, uh, Arthur. You know, we should keep in mind as a footnote that the worst episode of school violence was in 1927 in Michigan, and 38 children, along with teachers and the school superintendent and others, were killed. So this is not a new, but it is a more common phenomenon, it seems to me. And listen, we don't need to disarm America Uh, in order to confront this or even raise the age at which people can legally buy firearms. We don't need to do that. The perpetrators of these crimes, not only in schools, but in movie theaters and elsewhere, are by and large mentally ill people who can be prospectively identified. It's not subtle, right? All we need are programs to identify these young people before they commit the crimes. It's partly about educating teachers and educating others in schools, the counselors, how to do this screening. And the other issue is creating a tool that won't label anybody, but will simply identify those who have characteristics like, because I say like these characteristics, because it accounts for, I'd say, 90 or more percent of the people who perpetrate this violence. They're socially ill at ease. They have few friends. They are marginalized. They may have been bullied. And if you add in having anything on the autism spectrum, and again, I'm not calling anyone names, it's just so happens that those who commit these acts very often are on that spectrum. We can identify those at risk prospectively in advance without curtailing Americans' rights. Okay, so Dr. Nina Agrawal, who is a board-certified pediatrician and author and an advocate. Um, Dr. Nina, you heard with what Dr. Keith just said. Um, please chime in. Um, well, thank you for having me. And it's, it's always 
I think it's always important for us to have dialogue and keep the conversation going, whether we agree or don't agree, but we need to, to talk about it to get to a place where, you know, we can move forward. So this is a great opportunity for me to be here. Um, as far as, you know, there are two things we're talking about. We're talking about youth, right? We're talking about youth that have uh, mental health problems. We're talking about a country with a youth mental health crisis, right? There's a lot of kids. A lot of my friends have kids with depression, anxiety. It's very common. Uh, by far and large, those kids are with mental health problems are not perpetrators of gun violence. You know, so I think we need to distinguish what is somebody with mental health problems, somebody with a developmental disability, autism. Um, I have not seen any literature that perpetrators, uh, youth perpetrators of gun violence are more likely to have autism. So maybe um, the doctor can, um, and you know, tell me what that, that study is because I have not seen that. Um, I have a lot of patients with autism, a lot of patients with anxiety and depression, and, um, you know, they, they are not the necessarily at risk for violence. So we need to distinguish what's a child with a mental health problem and a child at risk for violence. It's kind of like a domestic abuser, right? You know, a man could be, you know, uh, can, can not be respectful towards his wife and have some anxiety and depression, but that doesn't make him hit his wife. So what, what translates to violence, you know, all of those people, yes, will have mental health problems, but it doesn't make them violent. So we have to think of a profile that makes somebody violent. And that is, that, that is something we're, we're, we're researching. We're trying to figure out what makes, you know, somebody do this. This isn't all spelled out. If it was, it'd be much easier. But what, what we can do is not give them an instrument that would put them at risk of violence to themselves or others. And so we wouldn't want to put a drunk driver behind the wheel of a car. We wouldn't put somebody who's violent or drunk behind, you know, a, a firearm as well. Okay, before before we move on, I just, hold on, I just want to, if anyone wants to call in and, and ask Dr. Keith Ablo or Dr. Nina Agrawal a question, um, you know, we have, because they're on two lines, we have a, a line or two that's open, 877-970-2999, 877-970-2999. Neither of these doctors are very shy uh, and would and we'd be delighted, I'm sure, to answer appropriate questions that Joe Sibelia will screen from you. Yeah. Um, Dr. Doctor Ablo, you, you heard what, what uh, Dr. Agrawal said, and uh, I'm sure you have a retort. <laughs> You're sure. Yeah, well said. Uh, by Dr. Nina, absolutely. But um, here's here's what she asked. She said, "Is there any kind of data that suggests that those who perpetrate these acts are more likely to suffer with characteristics like those I described?" Listen, all of us who've seen the news know that it seems like the same person again and again and again. They speak of having been bullied. They speak of feeling tremendously frustrated that they're not able to make social connections that others might. They speak of being addicted to violent video games or video games in general. They often have had prior episodes of trouble with other students. It's not subtle. I mean, if we can't identify prospectively these kids, then we really need help epidemiologically in this country. It's not difficult at all 
they're all the same person almost. They're all male, for instance. So, uh, okay, so, Keith, let me, let me ask you this question. Secondly, maybe no one noticed, but in Maine, 18-year-old Xavier Pelkey was arrested in February, this February, planning to travel to Chicago and kill crowds of people in mosques with explosive devices. He didn't have a gun, okay? This is going to do nothing. Zero. It won't save one life, not even one. Well, Dr. Nina, let me ask you this. If, if, if we identify, okay, we identify someone who, as you said, is prone to violence, okay, what, what steps from a medical point of view, I could discuss the legal point of view, but from a medical point of view, what do you do at that point? Right. Well, in New York State, we, well, anybody who's at risk, you know, as a doctor, I would, you know, ask them if they had access to any weapons, you know, anything that would be lethal. Um, In the state of New York, we have what's called extreme risk protection order. And that's the, it's also called red flag and it's based on science. So I think what I want to emphasize is that as a physician, I support and I advocate for things that are based on research and science, just like I do in caring for my patients. I don't base it on media reports. I don't base it on anecdotal evidence that, you know, what I hear, you know, through, through the grapevine, I, I base it on what the science says. And what the science says on ERPO, that it has saved lives in Connecticut from suicide, and it actually averted mass shootings in California. And the way it works is that somebody is at risk of violence, to themselves or others um, in certain states, uh, law enforcement and family members can petition a court to have their firearms removed from them for their protection and their family's protection and the public's protection temporarily. And it has been found to work if it's used. Okay. So yep. go ahead, Keith. I, Keith, you got 30 seconds yeah, when we go to break, and then we're going to hold you over and you come back. But go ahead. Give me 30 seconds, Ablo. Well, we agree with that. Uh, She and I agree with that. And um, moreover, teachers should be empowered. The school systems know who these kids are who are at risk, by the way. They should be empowered to put forward that concern to crisis teams and community mental health centers and elsewhere so that we actually get people help. We've completely torn down and obliterated our mental health care system such that it essentially, for all intents and purposes, does not exist. Let's rebuild it. Let's not focus on the gun. Let's focus on the person. All right. When we get back, let's let's talk a little bit about when you identify these people and they need help. Just educate us a little bit about what kind of help and are and are these people who can be helped? Can they be you know safe in our environment with the, with the right treatment? This is Arthur Idala on AM nine seventy. The answer. We're going to be back in two minutes. Don't go anywhere. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight, it's Wellness Night for Radio Night Live, brought to you in special partnership with Balance of Nature. Always love those guys. Dr. Mark Siegel will be with us, and Dennis Levitt from the United We Pledge uh, Opportunity, plus some important thoughts from the president about wellness for your kids. If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Do one thing this year that changes you forever. Something extraordinary. A bucket list experience with years of memories packed into 10 invigorating days. Join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza in Israel this November. We'll visit over 40 iconic places right from scripture and history. Reserve your spot today when you visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Happy birthday, Ronnie Wood of the Rolling Stones. And we are back here on AM 970 The Answer with Dr. Keith Ablo and Dr. Dina, D- Nina Agrawal. So, Dr. Nina, I'll ask you, let's say we're, we are um, fortunate enough to identify uh, younger people who appear to have uh, you know, these tendencies, these violent tendencies. And they are... They, they, it's pretty clear that they have these issues, whether they're writing, they're keeping journals about killing people or their research is about killing people, uh, whatever it is that, that indicates that we're certain that, that they have major issues. You know, Keith was talking about a broken down mental health system. What, what do we do? What do we do with these people in terms of, okay, we get them into treatment, but just educate us a little bit. What does that mean? Treatment. Is it like an alcoholic? It's a 12-point uh, treatment plan or Gamblers Anonymous? or What, what is the treatment and what is the, the probability of success? Are we there, Dr. Nina? Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking. Uh, no, 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 no. I, 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 want a, uh, I want your answer, Dr. Nina Agrawal. Okay. So I'm sorry, I didn't catch the beginning of that. Uh, I just said, what, you know, know, what what is the treatment that actually uh, as someone who was identified as being a problem in society? What is the actual treatment that is handed that, that you perform on someone, and what's the likelihood of the of it of its being successful? Well, I think that's a big, <laughs> a big question, and it's a very complex thing. Um, you know, 
you know, the older you get, the harder it is. And so as a pediatrician who works with young children and sees that it's, it's much easier to work with young children before they have, you know, the scars of trauma and before they become violent. So I think the earlier, like, like what Dr. Keith is saying, yeah, the earlier we intervene, the better it is. So if we see a child who is at risk um, for or showing some violent tendencies early on in life or any mental health problem, like we should, we should um, get that kid some help. And I agree that the mental health system is broken down um, and it, it, it needs to be like uh, sort of a, it's the schools need to be involved because you're right. They see things the soonest. Um, the parents need to be involved. We need support services, social workers, um, because it's not one thing, you know, that, that causes these kids to, you know, get to that. If we're talking about perpetrators to get to that extreme. But here's, violence, my, here's my question, you know, Dr. Anina. I, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but when you say we have to get them the help, okay, they're here, they're here for the help. What help is given? Is it medication? Is it group therapy? Is it one-on-one therapy? Is it all of the above? Because, you know, there's a certain segment of our society who would say just throw them in a cage and lock them away, and that's that, and now we don't have anything to worry about. So what do we do? I, I guess uh, I feel like we're, I, we're getting, uh, for me, my, my goal here is to talk about gun violence prevention. So if somebody is at risk for harm to themselves or others, we take away anything dangerous from them, whether it be a knife, whether it be a curtain rod, any or a curtain cord, anything that could be harm to themselves. As far as mental health, that's a whole other question. And I think we're not talking about kids that are violent. And we need to talk about that. And we need to save lives right now. The mental health system is going to take a lot of time to get fixed. But we have to stop the number one cause of death in children right now. It, yeah. it, we are the only where guns are the number one cause of death. And in in order for us to do this, we need to take a public health approach, not based on everybody's opinions. You know, what is the research? What Um, is the CDC? What are the solutions based on the science? Go ahead, Dr. Keith. I know you got a lot to say on this one. Yeah, well, so I I would argue that we have more effective and better tools than Dr. Nina is alluding to and so it becomes a case finding issue it does not become a disarming issue it becomes an issue of saying well let's identify these kids who are at risk that's not hard by the way it's simply an act of will and school systems cities towns and states have not had the will it's a simple matter there are tests that can identify kids who are at risk there are tests that that can identify kids who are at risk of violence what do you do those kids, number one, should be tested. Are you using substances? We know that substances perpetrate, uh, are present in those who perpetrate violence very often. So we want to make sure that we're screening, are you using substances? Secondly, if you are somebody who is considering violence or at risk for it, and we find that you have any kind of a plan or you've committed acts of violence before, we're going to know who you are. We're going to distribute that information to teachers, to security, et cetera, et cetera. Thirdly, you know, we have tremendously effective techniques that are based in counseling, that are based in medicine. These are not um, things that don't work. The secret about psychiatry is it does work. People say, oh, man, you'll be on the couch for a decade. No, you won't. We have medicines that can blunt 
aggression. We have medicines that can deal with people's uh, homicidal thinking or paranoia. And if we would just roll out those weapons, we wouldn't have to go uh, confiscating everyone else's weapons who are meaning no harm. And we would do no harm to the Constitution, our country's fabric and foundation, which we're going to erode for no reason. But obviously, no Dr. Keith, anyone. you obviously do not uh, contest what Dr. Nina Agrawal is saying is if you identify. So if, if a student or a young person takes one of your tests and they come up as being violent, you have no issue with taking away any weapons from them or anything that could harm of themselves course. or others. You have no issue with that, of correct? Of course, I, I have no issue with that at all. But you don't take it away from people just based on their age or, or, or the fact that they haven't, you know, uh, I don't know, like they, they live in the United States, for instance, which would be the worst thing. Dr. Dr. Nina, do you have any you issue? Can find them, you can treat them. D- Dr. Nina, do you have any issue with um, age ages to buy weapons here in the United States of America? Do you think 18 is too young or too old or do you have a position on that? Yeah, I do think 18 is too young. Um, You know, kids are impulsive, and we can look at motor vehicle insurance, right? You know, the insurance rates are so high for that age because we know kids crash cars at that age. I mean, I know I did. Um, So the the I did, I did too. I I did too. For the record, go ahead. I'm sorry, but go ahead. So we know, you know, just based on motor vehicle accidents, that kids are more risky um, and can get injured more easily, as well as injure others. You know, it goes both ways. Um, at 18, and I think 21 is more reasonable. Keith, Again, based on the science, well, it's based on Keith. Yeah, Keith, well, we, you're, you're absolutely against raising. Even though the drinking age, at least here in New York City, is 21, and I think Dr. Nina makes an excellent point about insurance and, and the <laughs> fact that you could drive at 18, but the, the data shows that kids between 18 and 25 crash a lot of cars. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm guilty of that one, um, and I was totally sober for the record. Yeah. Um, it was just based on you know inexperience and immaturity. So I, I just don't get what's so wrong about... Uh, you know, saying you can't buy an assault rifle until at least you're 21 years old. Well, if that's the case, then we should do it across the board. No dra- no, no uh, participating in the military service until you're 21. Let's raise the age of adulthood to 21 so that uh, minors, people who hurt other people, are tried in juvenile court until the age of 21. You want to make laws? Don't select. Don't handpick for political reasons, which is what this is all about, which is really but, distasteful. But don't do not do that. Do it chronologically. Hey, you're an adult at 21. Hence, we'll see in juvenile court at age 20 if you kill somebody. Okay, but what about the fact that you... Because I was speaking with a first-grade detective of the NYPD who's now retired, but he talked about all of the training that they got with their weapons that do not does not exist as far as I know when you go in. He goes, you go in to buy a gun in Virginia or wherever, they just show you, okay, this is how you load it, these are the bullets, this is the cartridge, you pull the trigger, bye-bye. Whereas, yeah. you know, when you're going into the military or you're going into the, uh, the law enforcement, you're given training. And he had to go as a first-grade detective who served 32 years. Yeah. He had to go every year. And you know what yeah. he said? He goes, I wish I had to go twice a year. Just to keep it, just to well, keep me up to speed, so that I know how to handle a weapon that could cause such destruction. 
Well, I'm very glad that, that he's well-trained. Um, I, I personally think of the risk to the freedoms of Americans and an overreaching government that could become even more so and even become authoritarian as a greater risk to a greater number of people by far than school gun violence, which could be committed with bombs, knives, uh, or poisons. And so uh, you want to change, or maybe some of the opinions you've expressed are there, suggest that you're willing to change the Constitution of the United States in order to, you believe, and we don't know, prevent some deaths in schools. Um, I think what you'll stumble into is precipitating many, many deaths because you're chipping away at the American psyche, which has been responsible for the world's well-being since America has existed, well, before, and it will always be the case. Before I give Nina a chance to answer, I, I have Brian on the line from Staten Island. Brian, we got uh, 30 seconds. What do you have to say, my friend? I tell you, the last time Dr. Apple was on, I agreed with him, but I agree with him a thousand percent more. He has a solution. He covering every issue that needs to be covered. You know, they have a commonality between these shooters. Uh, Dr. Niener, you know, I understand you want to wait for the science. It, it, it sounds like you really just want to take the guns away and really not offend anybody, not hurt anybody's feeling. Dr. Apple, you you got solutions. You're on it. We should do what you say because you have real solutions, taking care of the people, testing them, making sure they get the help that they need. We don't have to mess with the Constitution, and all we need to do is to do what you say. And you're a genius, my friend. All right, all right. And what is this, the Dr. Keith Ablo ego-blowing uh, uh, time? Uncle Leo, thank you, Uncle Leo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Nina, so there is a, a large segment of society that agrees with what Brian just said. So why don't you retort and tell us why Brian and Dr. Ablo are wrong? Um, we are the only country where guns are the number one cause of death in kids. That It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. These are my patients. These are my family members. And why is that? We don't have any more mental health problems in other countries. We don't have any more video games in other countries. We have more guns. And by not having dangerous People have access to guns, it protects the child and it protects everyone around the child. So that does not require a change in the Constitution. It's about safety. Um, So I think there's all or nothing kind of myth about gun safety. And I, I make a point of saying I'm not talking about gun control. I don't talk about highway control, motor vehicle control, um, crib control. It's about crib safety, motor vehicle safety. I think the messaging is politicized. It, it's, a, it's a health issue. And how do we save lives? Um, and, and how do we do that responsibly within the Constitution? You know, and I am trying to provide some solutions for that. So, you know, while we're on the air, what's breaking right now is in St. Uh, Francis Hospital in Tulsa, there's a, an active shooter. Uh, it just stopped. The shooter has been shot and is down. It's unclear if he shot himself or if the police shot him, but several people have been shot right now. This is this is coming through my phone as we speak. So, 
you know, whether you agree with, with Dr. Keith and we don't need to change anything in the gun laws. And I, as I said, adopting a cat was is much more difficult than buying a, a gun that could kill people. Uh, and I know adopting a cat isn't in the United States Constitution, but, you know, the Second Amendment uh, is, has been uh, interpreted in many different ways. And, and Keith, you know, you taking it like uh, we're talking about a total ban on guns, but any citizens, I, I don't think anyone is saying that. I'm just not sure why an 18-year-old needs a, an AK-47. Um, you know, it, it was, it, my understanding is an assault rifle was used uh, in this attack. And I know what you say, you could use a car to kill people, or you could use a bomb to kill people, but that's not really what's happening. Yes, I can think of a couple of incidents when a guy's taken a car and driven through a crowd, and obviously the Oklahoma City bomber killed a bunch of people with, with his bomb, and, uh, including little kids. But it's not what we're hearing about on a, 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 I want to curse, but a weekly basis, an effing weekly basis. We're hearing about little kids getting blown away. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's heart wrenching, Keith. And we got to, you know, we got to figure this out. Well, there you go. Um, I understand. But the bottom line is we don't have the data that suggests what will happen if we follow your, you know, um, change in the Constitution, what will happen. We don't know that that will save deaths. That's a save lives. That's a theory. Secondly, um, we haven't deployed the sensible thing. In other words, why would we go to the end of the line and say, take the guns away? That'll solve. But what about if an 18 year old wants to go? What about an 18 year old wants to go buy a weapon? And you say, are you in school? Yeah, I'm a senior in high school. What's wrong with calling his, his teacher or calling his principal? Say, do you think do you think this kid should have an assault rifle? And then the, what if the principal says absolutely? Yeah. Go. No, no, go on, please. Uh, well, what's wrong with that is that uh, you are eroding the fabric of the United States over a theory in your mind that somehow restricting access to guns in students will but, reduce death. Uh, uh, okay, in but students. I don't according to Dr. Nina, it's the number violence. one cause of death in children. Well, and it used that's to be motor vehicles. So let's. Do with those. Oh, well, you can't drive those at 18. That will be next. Dr. Over. Keith, I appreciate you. Dr. Keith Ablo, Dr. Nina Agrawal. Dr. Keith, you you were very gentlemanly. We I appreciate that. Right and be done. No, we're not going to do that kidding. because <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Dr. Nina. Dr. Nina Agrawal, thank you so much for coming back on, you, the, on the Author Idola Power Hour. Uh, we all value your, your intellect. And Dr. Keith, we all honor you, uh, value your good looks and charm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. And I, I applaud uh, Dr. Nina for her perspectives. We've got to get to the bottom of this, but I just don't think it's by taking guns away. All right, Dr. Nina, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. Maybe we'll even get Imran Ansari on the line to talk real quick about the, uh, the Johnny Depp uh, verdict. We'll be right back. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. At Boost Mobile, you get the power of the iPhone SE when you switch, which means the power to stream your favorite shows, download all the music, the power to FaceTime your ex. It's over. Stop calling me. On second thought, 
Don't call your ex. Switch now and get an iPhone SE for $0, all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line, excluding tax. Additional restrictions apply. 5G not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com for details. And stop calling your ex. She doesn't want to hear from you anymore. ReliefFactor.com. I'll tell you about Relief Factor. You hear ads for it here. You see them on TV. You have to acknowledge the only way a company could advertise that much is if it's successful. You need a lot of money to advertise. So that's a proof that it works. People keep buying the product. And I love their honesty. If it doesn't work in three weeks, it won't work. That's what they tell you. It probably won't work. I shouldn't say it won't. So they give you a three-week price of $19.95 to relieve muscle and joint pain. It's an anti-inflammatory, completely, or nothing completely safe. Crossing the street's not completely safe. ReliefFactor.com. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Whoa! Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. He's 62 years old today. I love The Cure. Now, I wanted Sam Bolin to go with In Between Days from The Cure, which is my favorite Cure tune, but no, nope. Sam Bolin will not do a repeat. Uh, he also notified me that there are other hosts on other stations that are you know, lifting on music, but that's all right. They're, they're all good people. Uh, speaking of a good person who's a very handsome person, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say he had to have gone and got a haircut today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Imran Ansari. Mr. Ansari? Arthur, you're right. I got a haircut this morning. <laughs> I know it because when I was in the Brooklyn office, I called the Manhattan office and everyone was like, have you heard from Imran? Because Imran uh, had his cell phone in his pocket over the weekend uh, standing by a pool and his beautiful younger sister decided it was time to push him into the pool. And uh, his cell phone is 
was inoperable for a little while. So when everyone was looking for Imran, I said he's getting his hair cut. Imran, we got 60 seconds. Tell me why uh, this is a significant verdict in the Depp Heard trial. Yeah, no, it's a massive win for Johnny Depp. This was not about the uh, $15 million then reduced because of punitive. We don't get into the details. But the millions of dollars he was awarded as damages in this case. It was about vindication of his name. He said that all along. And here you have it. A jury comes back and gives him that vindication in many ways, Arthur, because, you know, on all three counts of that defamation, they found that he was defamed and Amber Heard uh, was the defamer. Of course, she gets one count there, but it's, that's, I would call that a token uh, win for uh, Amber Heard. Really, it comes and, down and to And the defamation was yeah. it, he's not a domestic violence uh, defendant, basically. Basically that. Yeah, that is the crux of it. They didn't believe Amber Heard's accusations and allegations of domestic violence. And ultimately, uh, Johnny Depp, we saw in the court of public opinion he was winning, and now he won in the court of law. Uh, let me ask you this question. Will any money be exchanged here, or will they just fold up shop and walk there, go their separate ways? So I, mean, I imagine guess, at least this is a guess. Yeah, especially... Yeah, on the on the herd side, they're definitely going to be appealing this, right? And especially that verdict, that monetary verdict. If there is money exchanged, Arthur, I think that uh, it will be going to charity. You heard some uh, of Johnny Depp's charitable uh, endeavors uh, during the course of this trial, and I think if he gets that money in hand, in pocket, uh, it's not going to be in his pocket. It's going to be in the pocket of some charity, and he's going to probably have a resurgence of popularity. We've already seen it, but also roles, etc., in Hollywood going forward. That's there my There you take. go. You heard it right here on AM 970, The Answer. Imran Ansari with a fresh haircut. Uh, you'll hear him tomorrow night with Kevin McCullough. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.